Welcome to Documentary First, an inside look at a first-time filmmaker's journey. I am your host, Josh Lindsay from the Movie Proposal Podcast. Hi, Josh. Hello. And uh, with me is our first-time filmmaker, Christian Taylor. Hey, everybody. Hello. And then, as always, our trusty, dusty research extraordinaire audio guy, Jason Rugg. Hey there. Hello. He's been really quiet. I guess I've been talking too much over the last well, two podcasts. Well, you have a lot to say, so you... Chime in if you have questions, Jason. I will. Okay. Um, so last time we spoke, we were talking about uh, you've had uh, 11 screenings in France. You're starting to do screenings here in the United States. You're getting feedback. You're tweaking the film. Um, but you're kind of limited how much you can tweak it because of f- uh, fundraising has slowed down. And so you're picking it back up. And we were talking about social media. So talk about how social media has played a role in all this in terms of getting people involved and raising money and so forth. Sure. Well, social media for us is a huge, huge cornerstone and a big piece of what we've been doing and how we've been able to do this film. Uh, We are fortunate enough to have my very first uh, social media director sitting in the room. This is my sister, Ann Johnson-Evans. Hi there. And we also have with us her brand new little baby boy. This is why she retired from my social media <laughs> directing position, because uh, she had a little baby, Shepherd. Number four. Yeah. And how old is he today? Well, yesterday he turned four months on oh. my birthday. Ah, so. that's, he was born on the 11th? March 11th. March 11th, yeah. He's a cutie patootie. He is pretty cute. We may put up a, a picture of him on our Facebook page so everybody can see how cute <laughs> he is. He's smiling at me now. Yeah. <laughs> I love babies. I don't think we're going to get much done this podcast. No. <laughs> it's kind of like when Phil brought his puppy to uh, to our, do you remember that? The Phil Vischer podcast he brought in. Oh, a long time ago, right? Yeah, his little dog. It was very cute. We all just stood there and watched the dog. But not like this baby Shep, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I brought Ann on. Ann, why don't you tell me your experience of being the first time Uh, social media director how did it start well it started because I think you came to visit me for some various and sundry reason and you were needing social media and you said hey you could do this and I said uh okay now now you want to that's how volunteers happen well that's a common (laughs) phrase out of Christian's mouth hey you could do this And the person thinks, well, I've never done this before. I'm not sure how you think I could do this, but somehow you believe it, and then you do it. That is true. Right. I mean, I think my um, my qualifications were that I had a Facebook page, an Instagram account, <laughs> and I was sometimes on Twitter. So at that point, that were... Oh, sorry, Siri. Your, your watch just went off. You're not invited. Oh, that was my watch. You're I'm not sorry, I don't understand. No, that wasn't your qualifications. You had big, different qualifications. Well, I was a mother of three and <laughs> newly pregnant. Yeah. So, no, um, I had worked um, uh, in some ministry capacities as um, program directors. Yeah, program or? directors and things on, along those lines. So, I had some production um, experience. Uh, experience and uh, as well as social media experience um, in various capacities in. Vi- different various ministries so that being said plus i was i'm 
18, 17 years younger than you are, so mm-hmm. I'm a bit more hip to the scene of <gasps> social media. <laughs> what? That's, that's all so you had not, to say. That, that was, is <laughs> so not true. That is, what the heck are you talking about? That, you would like to think that about that's yourself. That's a whole other generation there, Christian. Come on now. <laughs> now, I will give you that you are younger, but that does not mean a thing. <laughs> Should we step out? <laughs> Take Chef with Fine us. by me. <laughs> uh, anyway, so actually, though, you, your use of social media, the fact that you were on it, you did know how to use it, you understood the power of marketing and how important it could be, you did get the scope. Not only that, you are creative. I mean, you and I both went to the Stony Brook School. We had yes. an excellent education. You're right-brained in your thinking. You write pretty well, and you do have a good sense of humor. Well, thank you. I find myself to be funny, so that helps. (laughs) Um, Yes, I mean, I I would say that all went into a lot of it. There was a lot of copy that I wrote for um, Mm -hmm. the um, social media posts, whether they be um, Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, and each one had to be slightly different. Um, And so there was, you know, always making variations on the same theme. Um, So that took, you know, time and... Well, and I needed help. Like, I I needed to figure out because we had just partnered with Hatch Fund. Remember that? And so Hatch Fund was our very first vehicle for raising money. It is uh, what I call Kickstarter's nonprofit cousin, or it was. I don't even know if it exists anymore. Um, But we had to partner. um, Hatch Fund is an online presence, but you have to leverage social media in order to get people to participate in your Hatch Fund account. Right. Mostly because people have never heard of Hatch Fund. Um, That was kind of our big... Um, roadblock was that people, uh, and this doesn't necessarily have to do with social media, but people were not aware of Hatch Fund nor trusted Hatch Fund. And so we had to put through social media, you know, that this is a reputable uh, thing and, you know, here's your the access to it and how to get there and do all that. So Yeah, we had to we had to definitely educate our audience about what Hatch Fund was and and it's confusing too because Hatch Fund is you can get a tax deduction by using Hatch Fund. However, people didn't really understand, well, how does that happen and how are you know, how are you getting five oh one C three status through Hatch Fund and Right. And did they take a cut? And there was all types of... Yeah. But you developed um, sort of a... There was a schedule. A schedule, yeah. So we um, kind of, in the beginning, I sat down with Christian and I said, okay, well, what kind of information do you want out there? And, um, you know, what are the different topics that we want to talk about? And so we kind of came up with a weekly schedule. How many times do you want us to post? Um, And so... I think we said at the beginning three times a week and um, twice a day, I believe, or and then it became three times a day, or there was different days where we would have the option to post a third time. Um, the The stumbling block there came when we were trying to reach two audiences. So we had the audience in France, and then we had the audience here in the United States, which um, you may know is a seven hour time difference. So the things that we would be posting to hit Americans when they wake up in the morning and check their, their Facebook or Instagram first thing, because that's, you know, that's what we do. We wake up, roll over, look at the time on our phone and somehow end up on social media. Um, <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. And, and France is the, everyone is the same way. So we had to figure out when the best times for both countries would be and kind of finding out that plus figuring out 
the whole, you know, some of you may know that the algorithms for Facebook and Instagram and things like that are changing constantly about how your posts and things appear on the timelines of your followers and trying to figure out how to manage all of those different components so that your posts are seen. Um, And so that was... We had to do a lot of educating ourselves, and the sand is constantly shifting, so you had to really research a lot to figure that out. We also had um, had to learn people's habits. You know, we had to watch our audience and figure out which posts posted when did the best, et cetera, et cetera, and figure out what content people were hungry for and responding to. And you did develop some fun things that got, like, you know – what are some of the things? That faces behind the film. Faces behind the film. So on Fridays, our hashtag was faces behind the film, and it would we would feature a, a cast or crew member, um, and I think that stopped happening a while back. But at well, the we beginning, still we did done it. it. Yeah, um, you know, quite often, and um, you know that was kind of fun. Really, you got to talk about who was in the film or. Didn't you it. do like support the services Saturday or something? There was some sort of show your support Saturday. Yeah, 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 yeah. Different. There was several different gimmicky hashtags that we were trying to get people to <laughs> chime in with that never really took off. But you know, whatever. Well, and we learned how important hashtags are for developing and furthering your reach. That Correct. was a really important. Thing. And and you know, what hashtags not to use um, mm-hmm. because. If you do hashtag fun, that could lead you in areas you don't want to go. <laughs> That's right. We did we did learn that the hard way. Yeah. So so what was the most challenging thing to you, um, you know, about sort of running this social media uh, campaign while you were? When, if somebody was thinking about doing that or they were wanting to do social media on their film, um, you know, what were the challenging parts? Well, there was... It's twofold. So one, personally, I had three small children, um, and either I was newly pregnant or fairly, I don't even remember when that was happening. But um, and, and so that took its toll um, because I could only work on it, you know, after the kids went to bed. Um, and so I had limited amount of time to spend and needed to do a lot of different things, um, come up with content you know, create the content and then, you know, post well, and the then content. then respond. Then keep up with the audience. Right. So keep up yeah. with the messages and things like that. So it quickly became overwhelming Yeah. Um, for me personally, um, as well as, you know, we, we tried a couple of different things. Um, there, uh, what, I don't even remember. Rafflecopter. The, yeah, we tried Rafflecopter and it is a giveaway um, site if you've never heard of it. Um, to try to get your numbers up. Right, of followers, like you have to, be, you can give away whatever you choose to give away, and they have to give you, they have to follow you on Instagram, follow you on Facebook, uh, you know, it, they can give you their email to for different amount of uh, tickets, I guess. I don't know, um, but anyway, I don't think we had anyone. No, and uh, I've been paying for Rafflecopter for a year. <laughs> I finally figured out how to cancel it. So, uh, yeah, it was a waste of money for us. But that's been a really hard thing for social media. We have signed up for certain things like paying for ads and things like that and then have not been able to stop paying for them. Like, yeah. And you can't figure out, even on the back end of the business pages, 
how to cut that off. And you can't call Twitter. Or or Instagram. (laughs) Or Instagram. You cannot actually call somebody to get any customer service on the phone. I don't think you can call Facebook either. There's no no contact us other than... Like a like a uh, like FAQs, email. yeah. Or, you know, uh, it's just it, that that customer service part for the social media piece for me has been maddening. And because you know, when you're in a hurry, you really want a quick answer. You have to then go through and scour the internet to try to figure out how do I cancel this recurring charge? How do I do X Y Z? It's really a pain in the butt. So, yeah. So try not to do that if you <laughs> right. But I will I will say this. I will say this. We raised about $160,000 over a course of a year and a half on social media. Wow. So we did that through Hatch Fund. And then after Hatch Fund, last September, I came back um, and we just purely have used Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter and have raised over $31,000 since then. So I, I, I cannot um, give enough credit to my social media team um, after Anne retired. Which, yes, there has been much more uh, leaps and bounds of advancement in the social media arena since I stepped off yeah. the ship. Um, there was a wonderful team that Christian somehow rounded up. I rounded them up because they were podcast listeners to the Holy Post, and I would put out a, 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 an SOS for help. And Rebecca Uland, Bethany Valero, Melissa Perkins, David Needham, Nate Patton, Kyler Redding, all all volunteered. And um, one of the keystones for me over the last, I would say, year has been that we have had a social media call every Sunday at 4 p.m. Central. And we do a Zoom call, so it's a video call. And um, they have been phenomenal. And they um, help chart a course and direction. They execute on things. What's so phenomenal about this team is they've understood how much I'm carrying, and I don't need to micromanage them at all. The month I was in France, I I think I talked to them once. And that was, of course, our biggest month ever. Um, Our numbers shot up in all of our followers and likes and donations even. And um, they... They've just been unbelievable. And so I would say the key to our social media team is good people that know what they're doing. These people specialize in this in their own jobs, and they do this with the extra time that they have. Um, And we don't post a ton, but they have the science of it figured out. When to post, where to post, what works, and... Um, you know, how to respond and engage. And um, yeah, so they kind of got it down to a science. And and like David Needham is our webmaster and he helps us with web things. And Kyler Redding was a film student in Dallas, Texas, and he uh, helped us make little videos or came up with creative ideas. Um, you know, Bethany and Rebecca have been our mainstays. Rebecca manages Facebook. Bethany manages Instagram and Twitter. They've had to learn a lot, you know, because they've never done documentary film before, and that's um, been different. Uh, and then Melissa Perkins has um, kind of came on and helped support that effort. And then she also has just – she's become our um, blog 
um, editor, manager. And I, one of the things I'm most proud of, um, David suggested us doing a blog. And so we've had guest bloggers who've told their stories and shared just incredible things. Um, and then we put those out on social media. And it's just a way to get audience engagement. And when people Google things, they find us and it takes them to our website. And that blog has been huge. And we did it twice a week while we had a lot of content. And now we're kind of down to once a week because we also have the podcast. So, um, Anne kicked us off in the social media realm and then took my passed, graceful exit. Yeah, passed the <laughs> baton to some other. And but, doing a much more nobler task of raising this cute little baby Shep over here who did a fantastic yes, job during this Shep. recording. And, uh, and she's been emotional support for sure and a big, wonderful cheerleader. So, thank you, Anne, for everything that you've done. The girl that wore freedom. Well, awesome. you know, it's just because you're my sister. <laughs> and she made you do it, it sounds like. So, uh, just like I made you be here, too. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and Jason, too. <laughs> well, hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to Documentary First, where we believe everyone has a story to tell, and you can be the one to tell it. Thanks, everyone. Bye, everybody. <laughs>